to find our place of reading tonight in 2 Chronicles chapter number 26. 2 Chronicles chapter number 26. And when you found your place, would you say amen? Let's stand together tonight and we'll reverence the word of God. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. We'll pick up our reading in verse number 3. And I'm going to read maybe a little bit more tonight than we would normally read. And you just be patient with us that God be our helper. We found out a long time ago there'd be not much preaching unless the Lord gets the arrangements. And we desire his help tonight. The Bible here in 2 Chronicles chapter 26 and verse 3 says, 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 50 and 2 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines and break down the wall of Gath, and the wall of Jabna and the wall of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gurabel and the Mehums and the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah and his name spread abroad even to the entering of Egypt for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate at the turning of the wall and fortified them. And he built towers in the desert and dig many wells for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel for he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jael the scribe and Messiah the ruler under the hand of Hananiah one of the king's captains. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600 and under their hand was an army 300,000 and 7,000 and 500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host shields and spears and helmets and habergens and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem incense invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, it appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. Neither shall it be for thine honor 
from the Lord God. I want you to notice in verse 19, then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense of from beside the incense altar. And Azariah the chief priest and all the priests looked upon him and behold, he was leprous in his forehead and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death. Our heavenly father, Lord, we thank you, God, for the good day. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the abundance of mercy and grace. Lord, I thank you tonight, God, for the fellowship of the saints. Lord, I thank you tonight, Lord, for the freeness of salvation. Lord, and I pray tonight, uh, Lord, that you'd help us to preach. God, we pray, in fact, that you'd be the preacher, that we would hear from heaven. And may old-time religion live on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I've been saying these last three or four years now, and I know I probably have mentioned it here, but I've been telling uh, folk where we go that uh, we must not lose confidence in God. Uh, We must realize the urgency of the hour. Uh, We must set our affection on things above, uh, and we must be like David uh, and encourage ourselves in the Lord. And then uh, this past fall, uh, the Lord began to impress upon me a great need that uh, it was very evident already, but God began to burden my heart uh, uh, this past fall uh, about the family. I, I, I believe if there was ever a need in our day uh, that it would either God would strengthen families. Uh, I mean old-fashioned, uh, blood-bought, Bible-believing families uh, that would get faithful, uh, committed, and sold out to the cause of Christ. Uh, my friend tonight, I want to preach on this thought. Uh, uh, this thought, uh, a father, a father who was careless in church. Uh, a father who was careless in church. Uh, I want to introduce you tonight to Uzziah the king. And as we read there, you would see some things about him. Uh, uh, you would find out that uh, there in verse number one, uh, or there in verse three, that uh, Uzziah was made king uh, uh, when he was 16 years old. Uh, I mean, he was a young man uh, when he became king. Uh, my friend tonight, I believe that God is interested uh, in young people. Uh, I mean, Uzziah was t- in heart. And Uzziah walked in the ways of the Lord. And he walked in the ways of his father. And he listened. And he followed in the ways of the priest. My friend tonight, if you're here, a young person, wherever you might be throughout the house, I mean be faithful to God. I mean be faithful to the Lord. Be faithful and serve your church and love your pastor. And Uzziah here became king 
uh, when he was 16. The Bible tells us uh, in verse number four uh, that he did that which was right, uh, that he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Uh, My friend, in verse number five, uh, the Bible tells us that he sought God uh, in the days of Zechariah the priest. Uh, And that same verse goes on to say, uh, and as long as he sought the Lord God, uh, uh, made him to prosper. Uh, uh, May I say tonight, uh, uh, God's way is a good way. Uh, uh, The ways of a transgressor is hard. Uh, uh, But uh, uh, Uzziah, uh, he prospered in the days uh, uh, when he followed after the Lord. Uh, And God helped him to overcome the Philistines. Uh, I mean that perpetual enemy uh, of God's people. Uh, And he overcame them. Uh, uh, The Bible says that he built towers uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, I believe he fortified the city. Uh, Oh my friend. And there uh, uh, we find out in verse 12 uh, that he had a great host uh, of mighty fighting men. Uh, I mean 2,600 men that were special forces. They were not ordinary fighting men. My friend, they were mighty men of valor. I mean, they were seasoned soldiers. They were brave men. And then in addition to those, he had a standing army of over 307,000 men. The Bible tells us in verse 14 of our reading that he made engines. In other words, to shoot arrows and stones. He was a cunning man. He was ahead of his time. He fortified the city. God was with him. He loved the Lord. He served. I mean, he served God faithfully. He walked in the ways of his father. We can read twice in the account that I read tonight in verse 8 and verse 15. Two times that it's mentioned that Uzziah's name spread far abroad. I mean, I mean, he was well known. People heard about King Uzziah. His name spread far far and abroad. Oh, but my friend, the Bible tells us here in verse number 16 of our reading, it says, but when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to destruction for he transgressed against the Lord, his God, and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Oh, my friend, tonight we have before us not only only this account of Uzziah, who was a wonderful king, a man who sought after God, but here in verse 16, he was lifted up in pride. May I say tonight, my friend, that pride and jealousy are the great enemies of the church. My friend, if we're going to see a stir of God and have old-fashioned revival across this land, it's going to come on the graveyard of pride. But Uzziah was was lifted up in pride, my friend. And he went in and he offered incense upon the altar, which he had no right to do. He was a king, but he was not a priest. I mean, God's got an order and God's got a way. And my friend, and, 
and his way that he, he lifted up in pride was not acceptable to God. And tonight we see here a father that quarreled in church. I mean, I realize it was the temple and I realize the distinction between the temple of the Old Testament and the church of the New Testament. I understand the distinction between God's earthly elect and God's chosen in this day. And my friend, but I see tonight a man who quarreled in church. When he went in to offer the incense, the priest went in after him and said, what are you doing? You have no right to be here. And not only did he go in, but 80 men went in with the priest and they forced Uzziah out. The Bible tells us there in our reading in Azariah, the priest went in after him and with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, it appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron. Then I notice in verse number 19, the Bible then says, then Uzziah was wroth. Oh, my friend, he got angry. He got mad. He got upset at the priest. He probably thought, no doubt, here I am, a king. I mean, of royal blood. I mean, I've been a faithful king. My name has spread far abroad. I'm well known. I've done these things. I fortified the city. And who is this simple cleric? Who is this simple man of God to tell me that I have no right to do this? And the Bible said he got angry. And in a moment of pride and anger, my friend, he was wroth against the man of God. My friend, when he got wroth, God began to speak. And when God spoke, leprosy rose up into the forehead of Uzziah the king. My friend, the Bible tells us that he went and he died a leper. There's a price to pay to go against God. There's consequences that come with sin. I mean, my friend, sin, it'll take you farther than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you want to stay. And it'll cost you more than you want to pay. This is a sad enough story, or maybe we rather should say a Bible record. This is a sad enough account in the Holy Scriptures if we left off reading right there about the tragic end of a man after 52 years of reign to end his kingdom in that manner. I mean, started when he was 16, he was faithful. He reigned for 52 years to the age of 68. And because of his anger and pride, he died a leper. That's sad enough in and of itself. But I want you to turn over with me to the next chapter in chapter 27. 
Oh, listen, there's consequences that come. Hey, listen, Father. Hey, listen, Mother. Your actions today will determine the attitude of your children tomorrow. Hey, listen. And in chapter 27, we have, first of all, in the reading, a father who quarreled in church. He got upset at the preacher. He got mad. He didn't get his way in the sanctuary. Things didn't go the way that Uzziah wanted it to go, my friend. But the record does not end there. But we look at chapter 27 and verse number one. The Bible tells us here, Jotham was 25 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And glory. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. According to all that his father Uzziah did. How be it? He entered not into the temple of the Lord. And the people did yet corruptly. Oh, my friend tonight, I see first of all a father who quarreled in church. He got mad at the priest. He died a leper, but then I read about his son, Jotham, who came to reign. And then secondly tonight, I see not only a father who quarreled in church, but I see a son who stayed away from church. Oh, listen, I mean, he was raised right. He knew right. He was a good man. Let me just say it like this. Over in our neck of the woods where I live, you see good men like this. They come past the house. They're pulling 32 row planters. I mean, they're wearing their area boots, their bar C shirt and their Wrangler jeans. I mean, they're good men. They fought in Afghanistan and Iraq. They'd fight for you. They love you. They, hey, listen, they respect you. When they hear the preacher walk up, they tone back their language. I mean, they've been taught right and they know better. They're good men. You'd like to be their friends, my friend. But, oh, listen, Jotham knew right. But in glory, he remembered what happened to his father in the temple. Oh, he knew to do right and he knew to live right. But he could not get past the fact that in the temple was the place that his father had a quarrel and his father got in anger and his father was just by God bitterness filled his heart and he could never get past that fact oh listen my friend he was 25 years old when he began to reign he was impressionable his grand, his grandfather was Zadok the priest on his mother's side he did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord his grandfather Zadok had been a faithful priest his father had been faithful until pride ruined him but his son uh, Jotham could not overcome the bitterness that was in his heart. He believed in the principles of religion. He believed in the things, if you will, of the Bible. Uh, he knew right from wrong. Uh, uh, he knew that he needed to. Uh, he needed. He knew that he needed to worship God. Uh, he knew that God was the only way. Uh, but he could not get past the resentment. Uh, that lingered in his soul. 
Oh, listen, I, I mean, his father had been punished in that temple and Jotham had no desire to go. Oh, listen, I'm telling you, my friend, the church is an important place. Hey, listen, the church was, hey, Jesus Christ is the founder and the builder of the church. The Lord gave his blood for the church. He purchased the church with his own blood. The church is the pillar and ground of truth. The church is the church of the living God. And we are the faithful that worship God in spirit and in truth, the church is an important place. Tonight, if I had anything to say uh, to you tonight, it would be careful what you say and do in church. This is an important place. It's a holy place. I mean, it's not the bricks and mortar that are holy, but it's the, it's been sanctified and set apart. It's been made meat for the master's use. This is the house of God and this is God's man. My friend, if you've got a faithful preacher that loves the church, you ought to thank God. Hey, listen, if you got a faithful preacher that'll preach the truth and not compromise with the flesh, the world, and the devil. You'll be thankful that you got a man who will stand on God's word. Many people have followed in the example of Uzziah. You've seen it. I've witnessed it. It's happened maybe even at this very church and the church where I pastor and churches like this all across America of somebody for some reason that usually don't mount a whole lot but for whatever reason get aggravated. They stomp out of the church. They say, I'm never going back. That's it. And my friend, what they don't know is the price they pay will be balanced on the backs of their children and their grandchildren. Uzziah could never see the condition of his son the day that he got angry at the priest. We have a, a father who quarreled in church. We have a son who stayed away from church, but the record doesn't end there. Turn me over to chapter 28 and let's look at verse 1. In verse 21 and 24, the Bible tells us here tonight, and Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. But he did not that which was right in the sight of the Lord like David, his father. Look at verse 21. For Ahaz took away a portion out of the house of the Lord and out of the house of the king and of the princes and gave it unto the king of Assyria. But he helped him not. 
and in the time of his distress did he trespass yet more against the Lord. This is that king Ahaz. For he sacrificed unto the gods of Damascus, which smote him, and he said, because of the gods of the kings of Syria, help them, therefore will I sacrifice to them, that they may help me, but they were the ruin of him and of all of Israel. And Ahaz gathered together, well, glory. Well, sin comes with a price. And Ahaz gathered together the vessels of the house of God and cut in pieces the vessels of the house of God and shut up the doors of the house of the Lord and he made him altars in every corner of Jerusalem. Oh, my friend tonight, how sad it is tonight to read about this account of Uzziah. A father who got mad, who got angry, if you will, in church, who quarreled with the priest, who left angry and died in bitterness and in leprosy, and his son, who was raised right and lived right, refused to go to church because that was the place where his dad was judged and he could not get past the bitterness. But my friend, his son, Uzziah's grandson, Ahaz, I see not only a son who refused to go to church, but I see a, well, glory, a grandson who closed the church. Oh, listen, in three short generations. I mean, that's all it took was just three generations. A sin started in the pride of one man's life. It affected his son. It caused him to die a leper, my friend. And by the time his grandson comes on the scene, my friend, he not only has no interest in church, he only has, he, he has no interest in living right and seeing that others live right, but he cut up the doors of the temple and he sold the vessels of the house of God and he closed the doors and every congregation is that close to catastrophe my friend you say oh listen you say preacher it never happened in my home Oh, listen, I, I pray that it never does. And, and I'm sure you're a much better person than I am, but I'm telling you, my friend, the church is an important place. The church has an important purpose. I've got, I've got four of my eight grandchildren and one grandchild on the way. I've got four of them with me tonight and two of them profess a hope in Christ. My friend, glory, hallelujah, somebody's going to have to preach the gospel to them that they might get saved and the church is an important place. I, I was raised, I, now my wife wasn't raised in a Christian home and she's a wonderful Christian lady, far better Christian lady than I am a Christian man. I, mean, I, I got a real, I got a real godly Christian wife. I mean, she's special. I, I mean, my goodness. And, uh, but you know, I was raised in a Christian home. I, I was thinking tonight when they were singing about, uh, I have not forgotten. I, I remember uh, my grandmother was born in 1899. My dad's mother uh, was born in 1899. He's the baby of 16 children. And I remember on that day I got saved uh, by the grace of God. Uh, we went home from the Fellowship United Baptist Church 
My little poor little old uh, East Kentucky grandmother, uh, she told me, she said, it's the best thing uh, that's ever happened to you. Uh, Hey, listen, my friend, and she was right. Uh, It's the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, When the Lord went home uh, to live with me uh, and take a boat in my heart, uh, but my friend, uh, what if there had been no church? Uh, What if there had been no place me to attend? Uh, What if my dad had gotten mad and left the church? Uh, What if my mother refused to go to the house of God? But they brought me out to the house of the Lord and there I heard the gospel preached and God convicted my heart and let me know that I was lost in need of a savior and he drew me unto himself with cords of love. And I got gloriously saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. You know, when, you, when, you, when, you, when your daddy's the baby of 16 children, there's a lot of cousins. My mother's the fourth of 14. 56 aunt and uncles. And so many cousins, I can't begin to name them. I can't even name all the first cousins. And time I get to the third, second, third cousins, it's way over my head. I mean, they're scattered all over the country. But you know something? I've got a lot of cousins. I've even got some aunts and uncles tonight. I've got some family. Oh, listen, they have neglected the house of God. It's no longer important to their family. My friend, I look around and I see their children and their grandchildren and I see the shape and the conditions of their home and I think my goodness why don't they just turn to the Lord my friend oh listen Zadok the priest if he could have seen his grandson great grandson really Ahaz if he could have seen the condition that he was in it would have discouraged him terribly if Zadok could have seen his eyes would have been wet with tears it's almost impossible to believe that within three generations, a family of a priest on the mother's side, the descendants of a king on the father's side could descend into such sin and ungodly living. The sacred house fell silent. The huge doors were fastened. The worshipers were driven away in three generations. I wonder, my friend, what will your home be like in 10 years from now? Where will your family be in 15 years from now? Father and mother, especially you fathers tonight, your children and your grandchildren, they're depending on you to make the right decisions. They're depending on you to make the right choices. They're depending on you to bring them to church. They're depending on you to be faithful to God. They're depending on you to be faithful to mommy and daddy, to love one another and love the Lord and love your pastor. I mean, there's a lot resting on your home. I, for one, want to stand tonight and say, I have not forgotten. I mean, I remember what the Lord did for me. 
at the cross of Calvary. I mean, as a 14-year-old boy, God saved my soul. And I want to see all my children and all my grandchildren on the sunny banks of sweet deliverance. I want to see them in the glory world. Now, I'd sure hate to think that someday I'd stand at the judgment seat of the beam of seat and have to realize that I had been a stumbling block and a hindrance in my family. I believe there'll be a lot of tears shed at the judgment seat of Christ. And my friend tonight, I believe Christians would do well to remember this very familiar passage of scripture. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Listen tonight, my friend. All who claim allegiance to the Lord, all who are ambassadors for Christ, all who claim Jesus as their Savior and Lord and Master, my friend, have a part and an obligation in the service of the Lord. We have a responsibility to the Lord and to the church. I'll close with this simple thought. I've heard it said, and you've heard it said. People say, if I, I, first of all, I hear, uh, I hear the lost people say things like, if I was to come down there to the church, why the roof would cave in. I mean, we've all heard that, right? Uh, hey, listen, and, and how about another one? I, uh, glory, hallelujah. Hey, hey listen, uh, how about the one that says, I, I'd go down there to the church, but they're a bunch of hypocrites. You ever heard that one? Oh, listen, I'm going to tell you something, my friend. In spite of the hypocrites, Jesus still went to the synagogue. And I mean the ones that hated him and the ones that rejected him and the ones that despised him and the ones that would ultimately see to his death at the cross of Calvary was the very ones that were in the synagogue and Jesus still felt it necessary to go to the house of God even though it was filled with hypocrites. 